Hi, this is Mike Brissell, voice of Living with the Land and the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. We invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy your Grand Circle Tour of Tomorrowland with the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host tonight, Joe Catrocci. Uh, joining me tonight for tonight's show is the uh, our producer and director tonight extraordinaire, Mr. Jeff Williams. Flash photography, I wouldn't. That alters the homing signal, and that's not good. And our favorite foreigner who does not need a visa to participate in this podcast, Mr. Stephen Maxwell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm surrounded by idiots. Hey, you better watch it, man. You're going to be here in the United States in a few weeks, so there's going to be a lot of us idiots running around. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, are you excited about your trip coming up or what? I'm so excited. As of recording tonight, we're about 10 days out. So by the time this comes out, I'll be a week to go. So... Just a wee bit more packing to do, and everything's ready and good to go. Well, and it would be fun to actually finally meet you, Stephen, when I'm down there uh, for, I think it's towards the end of your trip, I believe. Uh, I'm just going where Dave is telling me to go to meet up with everybody, but it'll be exciting to have some of the boys together, uh, some of the Mickey dudes down there, so we'll obviously be tweeting uh, our locations when we're down there, so if anybody listening to this, any of our listeners are down there, come and meet up with us and... Have a good time and have a drink, and uh, we'll enjoy uh, Walt Disney World together. So, uh, so tonight uh, we have a few things. We're gonna go over some news tonight. There's been a lot going on in the Walt Disney World universe. So we'll do some news, and we'll have a uh, a topic tonight that uh, we kind of just teased a little bit there, talking about uh, trips. Uh, we're gonna talk about some uh, the difference between short trips, like quick weekend trips, and some long. Uh, longer fortnight trips, as we'd like to call them in our uh, our little uh, my script here that Stephen is going to be participating in, coming from Europe for a good two weeks. Uh, so first thing we uh, before we want to do, we always want to thank the people that uh, make this possible for us to do this uh, podcast, and that's our friends over at DVC Resale Market. Uh, we talk a lot about um, DVC Resale uh, and the DVC topic in general. Everybody knows I am an owner. Uh, Jeff is an owner. Stephen is not, but Stephen loves it because we talk about it so much. Yep. Uh, but if you're looking to get into the uh, DVC universe, uh, this past weekend, I just returned from a trip with some family and friends uh, at Hilton Head Island. And uh, Hilton Head is also home to Disney's Hilton Head Island Resort. And uh, if that's one of the resorts that you're thinking about purchasing a, a DVC interest at. Uh, D- our friends over at DVC Resale Market, the ones that could help you with that, uh, for a short 50-point contract offered right now uh, with a June use year, you can get it for as little as $99 a point and for about $49.50. Uh, another contract is, uh, is available as well as a 150-point contract at Hilton Head uh, for as little as $73 a point for about $11,000 investment. So uh, if Hilton Head, South Carolina is one of the areas that you like to vacation with your family but also love Walt Disney World, that might be a great place uh, for you to buy some DVC points at. And no better place, like we said, than our friends over at DVC Resale Market. They, uh, they're they awesome to deal with. They will take uh, excellent care of you. 
Um, and just about just also taking excellent care will be also our friends over at Joffrey's Coffee and Tea. They've been with us since like day one. Um, one of the things that our, our our very own Pat Gennetti and Dave Koch and Chuck Fitzgerald are all down in Walt Disney World as we speak right now. And I think half the tweets are them drinking Joffrey's coffee in the parks. Uh, <laughs> so, right. And they actually do enjoy the coffee. So uh, go to Joffrey's, uh, joffreys.com slash Disney's Parks and Resorts. Uh, they have every imaginable coffee uh that you can find down in Walt Disney World, everything from La Cellier to Kona, Mickey's 90th Plan, Hollywood Brown Derby, uh, uh, The Wave, uh, Tusker House has a blend as well, Trattoria Forno, and a couple others, uh, Victorian Alberts. Uh, if you've had the uh, luxury of uh, eating dinner there, you get the V&A blend is available as well on joffreys.com. Uh, so uh, check them out. They're always good to us. We like to be good back to them. We enjoy their products, joffreys.com slash Disney Parks and Resorts for all the Disney blends. Uh, they are awesome to us, and uh, go over and support them, and tell them that the Mickey dude sent you. So, uh, so Jeff, kind of kind of segued in before I started reading our uh, our commercials. There, uh, what's going on in, with some of the uh, latest Walt Disney World news? You're always on top of that. You're always yeah. tweeting, you're always tweeting out things to not only our group but on your uh, on your Twitter feed at, at Brain was it at Brain Do. Brain and Brain Dead Night too. Yeah. Brain Dead Night you too. Know, You're constantly changing your name too, your handle. So I'm just getting confused. So go ahead and just fill us in on the news tonight. But what's going I on? I had so much fun with that. Uh, you know what? You know, people. Some people follow sports teams. I follow uh, Disney Park nudes. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much my uh, my uh, pastime. Um, now, over the last couple of weeks, since we uh, haven't really discussed a lot of news or rumors uh, on the show, there's been this a plethora of of topics coming up and I thought we could just kind of bullet point a few of them and and then maybe have a little discussions about what we think about it. Um straight up the very first one though is uh coming up. It's uh May 1st is the 30th anniversary of uh Disney's Hollywood Studios aka MGM Studios. Um there's going to be a massive uh a massive celebration that day. Uh I don't think any of us are going to be able to be there. Uh, I think Stephen shows up a little later. A lot yeah, of us, I'm yeah, out it, by about two or three days, which I'm really gutted about. I know it's it's gonna it's a rough deal. I think usually those things are se- semi uh, anticlimactic. It's fun to celebrate a little bit in the morning. Um, most people show up for the merch, the limited edition merch. Um, but that night uh, is the debut of the wonderful world of magic uh, projection show. So. Uh, a lot, pretty much a, uh, a full-on uh, dedication to uh, Disney Animation. That'll be exciting to see that. Uh, there'll probably be a, a dozen YouTube <laughs> vlogs about it that night, so we'll we'll get to see it from afar. But um, I'll definitely look forward to seeing checking it out our next show. I heard they're doing all three shows. They're not killing off any show. So uh, there's the Star Wars one. The um, uh, I forgot the other one. That's like a little prep pre-show before the Star Wars one, uh, but I, I heard word that none of them are going away. They just kind of rotate all these three, um, three in there. Um, so th- that kind of segues into th- that same uh, uh, Chinese theater. Uh, we got some major news uh, that kind of was speculated, but we we got confirmation from Disney. Uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is being delayed until 2020. Um, and officially getting Disneyland Resort is officially going to get their version of that by 2022. It's coming in their Toontown. But uh, what do you guys think about the Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway kind of delaying till next year? 
Well, I don't know. Got to the bit that because I thought I'd heard rumours that it was going to be kicking off in about the first of May as well. So for me turning up just at the beginning of May, I thought I'll catch this this time, and it'll be a brand new, brand new attraction. I'll be able to get. But as it went on the last couple of months, I knew it was sort of the chances of being the first of May were getting slimmer and slimmer. But to actually put it back to twenty twenties, I obviously you want to get it right. But the same way, you know, you want to try and get things in there as soon as possible, especially, obviously, you know, with the amount of folk that are going to turn up for Star Wars, you may as well get them in for that at the same time. Because I don't think it's going to be any less next year, you know, when Star Wars debuts at the end of this year. Well, what, what, what I think is, and I know, Stephen, you probably would want to see it because it's, if you could get it in with this trip, you know, it would be something new for you, whatever, but I... The reason it gave was is that just they don't have enough Imagineering to. I mean, they're spread so thin right now. They've got projects going on everywhere. So my personal view of this is is that I don't want to see it open. I know it's the 30th year this year for Hollywood Studios. And I understand it's you want to have another attraction to divert some traffic away from Galaxy's Edge. However, I still don't want it done like crap. I want it done properly. So rather than you know they're spread so thin, rather than go ahead and just put throw something together and kind of cut corners just to get it done you know in a in a shorter amount of time i don't mind seeing it being pushed to have it be done the correct way um this is something that i know this is like one of the first attractions kind of jeff is this one of the first ones like kind of dedicated to mickey they were saying right like it's yes specifically designed for him it's not you know it's different than like you know i guess specifically it's designed for him but i want to see it done properly and i think if they do it right the first time in disney world it'll turn out great in Disneyland because it'll be done right the first way. So that's my opinion on it. For me, it doesn't surprise me though. Like when this was announced, it didn't, it wasn't shocked. It wasn't like, Oh my God. So, right. uh, yeah, I mean, so it's for me, I get to go a lot more and then for example, using Steven as an example. Uh, so for me, it's not as a big of a deal, but I do understand where they're coming from because they are spread so thin. Like I'm surprised they have enough Imagineers for everything that's going on between new nighttime shows, galaxy's edge, What's going on in California? I mean, resorts. I mean, everyone. I mean, Epcot. I mean, they just closed off the front entrance of Epcot. They're starting to work on that. I mean, they've got people going on everywhere. Tron, like Steven said, yeah. me and Steven are so stoked for Tron. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, we should call this the Tron Group. <laughs> oh, Jeff, you're a Tron guy too, right? I keep forgetting that. Yeah. You know, yeah, Tron's awesome, yeah. man. It is. No, I, I when they first announced it, uh, I think uh, I was at D23 Expo. I think the, the theory was get this thing, uh, r- roll it over, get it out there as quick as possible because everybody's complaining about DHS being kind of a half-day park. But like you said, they're, they're running so thin, and Captain uh, you know, Iger uh, called his shot. You know, uh, Certain dates that Galaxy's Edge are going to be open, uh, they had no ch- other choice but to delay something. So um, I, what I heard on uh, from a a cast member friend um that they also have this uh uh wanting to open an e-ticket attraction uh every year for 10 years in a row and so i think that's another reason they i think they like the idea of wait savoring this one till uh next year uh where you can kind of count the star wars stuff this year and then next year uh, count this one as the big e-ticket attraction is going to open, uh, and then every successive year, you know, you have Galaxy, uh, you have uh, 
uh, Ratatouille. I don't know if Ratatouille is considered an Easter egg attraction or not, but Guardians of the Galaxy definitely would be. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, th- these are the kind of things, I guess, going on. But, yeah, you, I made a list of all the attractions that are and and uh, hotels that are coming online and it just boggles my mind, uh, all that stuff happening all at once. So we're definitely all lucky to, to be... <laughs> Uh, Disney fans right now, so. Uh. But now, don't you guys think that like for, a, I would say maybe, three four years ago, everything was kind of stagnant, and all of a sudden yeah. it just blew up, and it's like, I maybe if it was the acquisition of Star Wars and then things just started rolling. I don't know, but it's like there's so much project, so many projects going on now. I felt like for a while there was nothing going on. It was just status yeah. quo, and then I mean I'm sure it had to do a lot with the economy back in 2008. Um, but now it's just nonstop. I mean, I can't keep up with it. I, I felt, Jeff uh, and Steve, I don't know if you know about this as well, but I felt like I either, I don't want to quote anybody because I'm not 100% sure where I heard it or read it, but they possibly pushed up Star Wars because they wanted to get something in before the uh, fiscal year for Disney's fiscal year because October 1 is their fiscal year, and they mm. wanted to have this open before, and then with them opening up, like you said, e-ticket attractions for the next so many years, People are going to come. The parks kind of sustain a lot of like – it's all like bonus – I don't want to say bonus revenue, but like the parks bring in so much money that by them opening up e-ticket attractions every year, it's going to help obviously the stock prices when they do their reports every year. I mean I'm not a huge yeah. financial guy, but I, that's what I thought I read and heard. I don't know if that yeah. sounds like something that maybe you guys have heard as well or I could be completely wrong on this. I don't know, but I, I like the idea of the stock going up because my one share in Disney – and my my dividend I get every six months, uh, all like fifty or sixty cents of it, which I can't cash because I've not got a bank account in America, uh, is all good. Uh, but I mean, you're right there about the two thousand and eight crash. Uh, I mean, since then, it's been you know it has been I wouldn't say stagnant, you know, as that long. But they always said, obviously, you know, cur- curtailing the amount of hotel rooms they were building. You know, they always said that Monsters Inc. ride was, if that was ever going to be the set of litmus paper in relation to when the economy was back on target, uh, that they were going to build a Monsters Inc. ride, they've done so much more in relation to that, to the parks now, that I think they think that the economy is back on track. They're starting to build attractions to actually bring folk back into the parks and major attractions, not just, you know, redoing of things. And obviously the amount of hotel rooms they're actually building and quality hotel rooms are building as well. Not just like Pop Century or uh, All Stars. It is really good hotels are built. And I think they may think that this is it and we're back on track for the, the economy for the, the next few years anyway. Oh yeah, for sure. Now, I think they're also seeing the value in tying all this together, as far as uh, their bottom line. Um, they would they wouldn't be building a squad if it wasn't for you know return on investment, and they're seeing a huge return on their investment. And you hear word of constant ninety percent capacity all year long, and and uh, those kind of things. And that, that makes them obviously that's an easy decision to to build more hotels. Um, and the you know so at some point they're gonna. <laughs> uh, we're gonna hit uh, max, you know, the the the, the tipping point, and something's gonna have to give. And you know, that there has t- been talk about an extra another theme park. So I don't I don't know if uh, 
that that'll be driving it. But uh, what the the X factor that we're leaving out is the whole Universal down the street. Yep, I was just thinking uh, the exact same thing, Jeff. That that's because yeah. they've acquired more property, right? And they, haven't they started building the yeah the fourth gate? I guess if you're counting Volcano Bay as a, a park, that's right. Um, so so I mean, if, if Disney starts, you know, we wouldn't have a uh, Pandora and or probably Star Wars Land. Uh, Galaxy's Edge, if it wasn't for um, Wizarding World of Harry Potter, so um, those, those kind of they kind of play on each other, and so I'm hoping whenever they launch this, whatever new park they're get, getting, um, if that it'll you know bustle Iger up, maybe Iger's last hurrah will be, and guess what? We're opening a new theme park, you know, so um, that'll be exciting to find something out like that. Um, Jeff, I'm just I'm just waiting for Universal to say that they purchased the rights to Game of Thrones. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> I nice. mean, honest to God, I mean, I'm, I'm waiting for that to happen, and where they're going to build a Game of Thrones <laughs> park. I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. So oh my God, it's great! Me at all. I'll be watching it at the next episode after this uh, recording. So, <laughs> oh, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, Again, so Universal are much the same. They they went a couple of years ago saying that they were going to do an e ticket attraction every year. I think it was for five years at that point, you know, oh, just yeah. to actually hype it up and obviously bring as many folk in through the gates as possible. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely works. There's no doubt about it. Um, so the the next uh, bullet point I was going to talk about was uh, I heard a little rumor from Len Testa uh, and Jim Hill uh, about Magic Kingdom officially getting a nighttime parade for the 50th anniversary so uh we you know a lot of us are fans of the nighttime parade in magic kingdom and we've all kind of uh, been jonesing for a for a new nighttime parade so uh, i think it's all uh i think it's really going to happen it's just it was interesting that i heard it uh, finally said somewhere but um it makes me feel good that those guys are saying it so uh I'm pretty excited if that that does come through because that's that's it, it, it's really a, a park that needs to have a nighttime parade. It's like s- set up for that perfectly, especially like if you go to the Halloween parades, they're just they're just brilliant. So, um, so Jeff, I'm I'm to, I'm sorry, like Spe- Spectra Magic and the Main Street Electrical Parade, they are fantastic. You know the amount of floats you get, uh, the amount of people that actually are, are in the parks just to see these parades is phenomenal especially obviously when you get that and then you get the castle show and then you get the fireworks it draws everybody in and you've got that sort of nine o'clock sort of viewing of the of the the parade people are going to hang about for the next hour hour and a half maybe actually to see the fireworks later on at night as well so it does elongate the day it brings in more folk it's obviously there's more shops that they can actually go to when they're leaving so I think it's a no-brainer I think obviously they've missed a trick over the last few years you know not having a a nighttime parade for sure yeah I mean if they they haven't had one in a while there's no better time to have one than for the 50th I mean it's survived the last couple years without one so it's like hey we'll just make it part of the 50th it's something that more that they could advertise you know happily ever after won't be so new so this will and obviously they'll have the new um 
you know, Galaxy Edge will be going on at the studios. We'll have the new show at Epcot. So this will be something new going out at the Magic Kingdom. So it gives brings a new aspect over to that park as well. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, Disney World's all about nostalgia, right? I mean, that's half of the allure for us going all the time is memories we make with our families and our friends. And there's something about when I walk through the park and I hear that a Main Street electrical Parade music or Spectrum Magic going on in the background, it just gives me goosebumps. Oh, it's, yeah. It, it's like... You get a nice warm summer night. You hear that spectral magic music going on. You're just like, oh my god, like this is fantastic. Like you smell the popcorn in the air. It's like yeah. it just brings back so many memories. Or like the the Main Street Electrical Parade, like that. I remember when I was a kid, my parents had bought the Main Street Electrical Parade um, LP. It was a small record, and it had like a picture of like the big. Uh, it was one of like the whatever that was in the parade. It said Main Street Electrical Parade. It kept kept flashing back and forth. It was printed on the the record. And I remember when I was a little case to play that over and over my parents' record player. And just that, <laughs> that just that, that sound, that song and that music just from, just brings back so many great memories of my childhood. So I'm hoping that if it's something completely brand new and it's not something that where they, you know, bring back a rendition of spectral magic or mainstream electrical parade, or if it's something completely new, I hope that it has that kind of, um, you know, effect on me because uh, the last two parades, you know, I mean, they're, they've been amazing, and I'm a huge fan of the three o'clock parade right now. So, Festival Fantasy. So, yeah, uh, I mean, oh, yeah. they're doing pretty well with these parades right now. So, I hope that they can keep it going because uh, all of those songs and those those themes have been uh, fantastic and created great memories for me and my family. Oh, I agree. Yeah, even um, I've I've caught a couple of the versions of uh, different shows over at uh, Disneyland too, and they have a unique feel to them. So expect uh, some kind of announcement um, at this year's D23. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, the Epcot front area is definitely, uh, they started construction on that or or uh, putting up fences and whatnot. Sure did. So that's going to go down and uh, that's, that's going to really muddy the waters for that front area for a while, but you know, it's, it's all for good. Good final reason but uh yeah so the front area is going to be pretty rough i'm sure for about a year and a half <laughs> so just make note of that i think especially yeah. too if you're if you're not to interrupt just Stephen, i'm sorry but if you even if you're driving in because it looks like they've got it from the pictures i've seen online uh it's fenced off like way before even where the trams yeah. would drop you off underneath the monorail station so you could probably have to walk all the way around and there's probably separate entrances set up and yeah, just give yourself some extra time. I haven't been yet. Uh, I'm going this weekend uh, on Sunday for uh, a, a day trip, so uh, hopefully I'll check that out firsthand. Uh, but yeah, I guess if you're going, uh, I assume it wouldn't affect monorail service. But if you're taking, um, if you're driving in at least, um, probably just give yourself a few extra minutes and have a little more patience because I'll probably have you being routed a, a completely temporary way. Again, that with it taking away the big monoliths, you know, we leave a, a legacy getting taken away right. as well that is going to mess up the whole of that area so whether they will actually sort of draw you off from underneath spaceship earth to an, uh, another sort of way in i don't know uh but the other rumor was i think we said this a couple of weeks ago as well that there's going to be a, a permanent bar in there as well so that as soon as you hit epcot the first thing you really see is the alcohol stands <laughs> oh the beer garden yeah 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 they yeah, I saw that on a map. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's going to happen. I mean, it's. I think they're, 
they're uh, chomping at the bit to make the front area more uh, festival festival friendly. Uh, so, you know, for better or worse, uh, they're definitely going to f- find a way to put more booths uh, around World Showcase. So, uh, you know, that's going to be coming. So, I, the, just it'll be interesting how that transitions. Um, I heard so everybody's talking about this Misner's um, uh, lounge becoming a Beauty and the Beast theme. Um, I've actually never visited Misner's. I, I imagine you guys have at least a time or two. Um, no, what does no, this no. mean to you guys? I, Steven, have you been there? I, I mean, I've been no, there many times. So it's a very small lounge, right? It's and it's tucked behind the orchestra on the second floor of the main building at the Grand Floridian. And it's really nothing special to it. It's essentially just it's it's the theme of the hotel. It just goes into a lounge area. Um, you know, I, I, I see. To me, not not everything has to be IP character themed for me to enjoy it. it. Like for example, like the outer rim of the contemporary. I love it. I just like looking at the views of Bay Lake. I don't need to have a, a character thrown in my face. So for me, I don't need it to be themed to this. Um, I don't want this lounge turning into somewhere where it's full. And I, I hate, I sound really bad when I say this. I'm sorry if you've got famous. <laughs> I don't want this turning into stroller town. It's a lounge. Right. You know, it's, it, and that's happened at the outer rim and the outer rim actually, it's contemporary. They actually have made it to where they parked the stroller somewhere else for chef Mickey's and they have more of a seating area and they have like the servers are more involved. So it's more of a lounge type area. I don't want to see this happen to Misner, uh, the Misner's area. Now I have no problem with them taking over, uh, Commander Porter's. I used to walk in that store every once in a while. I never bought anything from it. They had really nice stuff in there, but I don't think with the inclusion of down, uh, Disney Springs and all the other shops, you really needed that that store. I don't really know how much business it really did. So I think that's it, it's a bonus that they're making it bigger. Business was always too it was always too small. It was always crowded in there. It was only, it was only like one bartender on the bar too because it couldn't fit anymore. But I'm just worried about the theming, a fitting it with the hotel, and b it turning into like an attraction itself, kind of like a BR guest kind of deal where like, I literally want to go in there and just have a cocktail before like my dinner at Citrico's or whatever. Right. And I can't get in there because everybody wants to look at this. You know what I'm saying? Like it sounds really yep. bad and really like selfish yep. and really, but you know, not everything has to be for kids. There has to be some adult spaces too. And for my wife, my wife and I who don't have kids, that should be one of the spaces that should be allowed for us. So hopefully if they do do something like that, it'll be like a Trader Sam's where, um, they'll have some extended hours um, where they'll, if they, the kids want to go in and see it, it's fine. But at a certain time, you know, they say, okay, 21 and over. Um, also, I heard a rumor that they might be moving the orchestra. That I'm not 100% kosher with because the orchestra was awesome. I loved watching the guys play when they were so close to you. So I hope that the orchestra is still in an area where when you're at the lounge, you'll be able to hear the orchestra. But I have not read any details about that. But uh, I think it's a good thing they're making it bigger. But I worry about the effects and the theming of it. I'm sure we themed wonderfully, um, but not everything has to be always IP themed. There's nothing wrong with just having the hotel be the theme. Like it's the Grand Floridian, you know. It's right. It's, it's cool. It's classy. You know, I, I like agree. it. I like the classiness. It's 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 nice. You know, if I want to see characters throw my face, I'll go to Pop Century or All Stars. Uh, <laughs> it's true. I mean, it's. I mean, it sounds. I'm not trying to be mad, but it's like sometimes you just like a nice area just to just you know. Like throw a nice collared shirt on and a nice pair of, you know, Bermuda shorts, and there you go. You're not, you know, but I think that's where you're going to lose it, though. You know, but it, I think it will turn into an attraction where people will go there just for that. So you are going to lose out, and I think the hotel's going to. I wouldn't say lose out, 
you know, but I think obviously it's a grand Floridian, as you said, you know, it's an iconic hotel, you know, people go there for the reason. Is it going to draw in? If you're paying, if you're paying $800 a night for a room, Stephen, right? I mean, you want to go get a drink in your lobby and you got to fight for a drink. That's kind of like, ugh, you know. Right. As you said, I mean, it's, it's slacks, it's putting a t-shirt on, or, or, sorry, a, a shirt on with a collar. Is it going to draw folk in it, obviously, that are just like a theme park? So a garb. And I'm not saying running down the hotel, because obviously everybody's got a right to do these sort of things, but I think it will sort of bring it down a wee bit, where you'll see yeah. millions of folk just heading there because it is Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I got a feeling this went down kind of like this. They go, okay, we got Beauty and the Beast. We want to make it an, a Beauty and the Beast lounge. Now, quick, where can we put a Beauty and the Beast lounge at? And then they go through their, you know, 24 hotels, and, and the only one that seems even close fit would be Grand Floridian. And then I think they just said, you know, uh, who cares? We're going to try to figure out a way to shoehorn this in here. So, um, yeah, it's kind of a sad deal. And who knows how long it'll be before, you know, they'll start having like breakfast things in there, themed breakfasts. And now, Jeff, and, uh, Jeff, let me ask you because you guys are more up on like the the movies and the characters. I know that over at the Villas at Grand Floridian, it is um, Alice in Wonderland themed, correct? Right? With the it's not Alice in Wonderland. It's uh, Mary Poppins. I'm sorry, Mary Poppins. Yeah, Mary theme. Poppins. Right. So, wouldn't a continuation of the Mary Poppins theme, especially you know with you know, yeah. movie being so popular, wouldn't that work? Or even like an Alice in Wonderland. I don't know. Like my wife loves Alice in Wonderland, but no, no, you're Beauty right. and the Beast Mary doesn't Poppins. seem to, but even a Mary Poppins themed bar lounge would be, I would be totally cool with that. Like, you know, pay homage to like, you know, Dick Van Dyke and all of like, you know, just have pictures. I mean, you could, there's so many cool things you could do with that. I mean, right. and I don't, I just, I just think this was a lazy way of like, be our guest is so popular. Let's throw this somewhere else. And I think this well, I it's mean, the movie. I think the movie sent it over the top. So the, every, it, they throw these these movies out there, and if they're popular, then then that kind of gives these kind of ideas attraction. And so um, you know, the, the movie made over a billion worldwide. So they're like, boom, that that was the winner. So, um, but I, I'm with you. Mary Poppins themed. Uh, would have been, <laughs> would have been, would have been epic. It would have been awesome. And in yeah. the in the clientele, like you're getting morally more older people staying there, right? And that's like their wheelhouse. Like, and we're turning yeah. into that clientele where, like, I remember Mary Poppins growing up. Like, that would be awesome. I don't know. So that's just that's my two cents. But uh, I hope I don't sound really selfish saying that. Like, I, you know, that I hate kids, whatever. But there just needs to be, you know, some places just need to kind of, you know, be for, you know, you know, it doesn't need to be. Every day doesn't need to be a, a tourist attraction. Or a theme park right, attraction. Right, right. So the news hit this week. Um, so Rivers of Light is the nighttime show at Animal Kingdom, uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom. And th- for this summer, they're debuting Memorial Day weekend, a new show called Rivers of Light, We Are One. Um, it looks kind of like uh, some some net nature uh, footage. Uh, so it's not going to be... I was worried it's going to be kind of like Lion King 2.0. But it uh, looks like it's going to be legit uh, nature footage. So I don't know. I'm going to keep my hopes up. <laughs> uh, I may go check it out this summer. But uh, just put that on your you know, bucket list to check out. When's that coming on board, Jeff? Memorial Day weekend. Okay. 
for somebody know, over here. Else When's that? <laughs> Was that twenty seventh? <laughs> oh, you twenty seventh of May, something like that. Right. There you go. I'm getting got all right with my American too. holidays now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I. Uh, it's going to be one of those things that uh, you'll get plenty of blogs uh, about. So it, I hate to say it, but sometimes these nighttime shows are, um, you know, if you're running around and you're trying to schedule everything in, it's really tight tight to try to schedule uh, everything in, including the nighttime shows. You have to kind of commit to it. Um, this may be one of those for somebody like you, Stephen, that, you know, you'll have to just enjoy it online, I guess. Yeah, especially um, for that. Uh, I'll just miss it if it's the 27th. I'll be back by that point. But right. last time we saw River of Light, it was freezing the time we went, and we never really enjoyed it. So okay. I think this time, you know, we'll take it in, and hopefully it'll be a lot warmer so we can actually enjoy the show. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, then the, the big news, uh, actually the biggest news, I think, um, a couple weeks ago, they uh, rolled out the new idea of Villains After Hours. Um, by the way, the tickets go on sale April 29th. Uh, so Disney's been real successful with these After Hours events um, at all four parks now, I think. Uh, actually, I don't know if they've done Epcot. Have You guys remember if they've done Epcot After Hours? I, th- I thought it was just the studios and Magic Kingdom so far. I do not know of Epcot for a special yeah. ticket event. Okay, and so well, I know they've done Animal Kingdom because of the Pandora thing, but um, but they uh, this Villains After Hours is kind of a new twist. So uh, I think 2011, to, I don't remember a few years back, there was this uh, Villains After Dark uh, event at Hollywood Studios, and it was uh, super villain themed and a lot of meet and greets with villains. I never made it out to it, but I guess it was. Uh, jam-packed with people uh, a lot of long waits for meet and greets so this villain after hours they've specifically said there's no meet and greets with any of the villains so there's gonna be a villain show uh, called villains unite the night show on at and uh at magic kingdom in on the uh, in front of the castle it's it sounds like it's gonna be a pretty big deal a 20 minute long show um and then there's gonna be a nighttime i don't know if it's a parade it's a lot of details haven't been uh, clear, but they're definitely going to pull out the Maleficent Dragon from uh, Festival of Fantasy Parade. Uh, but a lot, lot of unique little twists throughout the park uh, on After Hours, so I'm seriously considering going to it because one of them, one of the nights lines up with our trip this summer. So um, I'd like to probably give it a shot. Uh, some friends of mine said, yeah, they, they might do it, but definitely not the first night because <laughs> I think the first night's going to be slammed with uh, a lot of bloggers I believe um, so I don't know you guys uh, did you guys see any of those dates and see if any of them lined up with your yeah, plans this summer yeah Jeff I got the dates in front of me just I'll read them off real quick June 6th 13th 20th 27th July 1st 11th 18th 25th and August 1st and 8th are the dates scheduled for that uh, and you are correct uh, according to the Disney Parks blog um they're having a new stage show. Uh, Melissa is the dragon is going to be uh, roaming around the parks by herself, I guess. Fire breathing. <laughs> uh, I guess so. I guess you know it will be let loose for the first time at night. Uh, so um, there's going to be you know food and beverage and mer- event merch, um, which there's always merch for everything now. Um, 
you know, I think I still got to have some uh, villainous enhancements. It says I have it up in front of me. <laughs> so uh, to a pirates and to space mountains, I guess I got to do probably some, I guess some theming with the lights probably on space mountain, maybe some different music inside or whatever. I guess they could, I guess it's a kind of a quick overlay, but um, tickets are 139 bucks plus tax in advance, 144 at the gate. Um, and then I guess if you're an annual pass holder DVC, you could take a $30 uh, discount, which is kind of big. Brings it down to 109, which is kind of more on par with, I guess, the other after hours parties. Uh, but they go on sale April 29th. So uh, not to take the wind out of your sales, Steve, but I had it up in front of me. So I figured I'd just <laughs> let everybody know no, I mean, what, the, uh, what the dates were. No, I mean, it doesn't make much of a difference to me anyway. Obviously, the times that go, it's even with the, the after hours sort of stuff. I know, obviously, on a Friday night, you get there, uh, Joe. Uh, that Dave and yourself and uh, Tim are thinking about doing the after hours at yep, uh, uh, Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios, yep. Aye, but that's about $125. You know, even obviously with discount and stuff like that via DVC, it's still a hell of a lot for a couple of hours in the parks. And again, we'll come to this later on when we're actually going to the main topic of how long you actually are going for. If you're there for a couple of couple of days, great, yeah, yeah, no no problem. You know, go to a, a DVC, a, a after hours thing. You know, it's going to be a less crowd, get on more things. But I just don't feel as if if you're there for two weeks, like yourself, that it's actually worth it. You know, because you can actually do all these things during the day. Whether you've got to get back a couple of times during the week, but you can complete everything. The thing with the the, the villains, I think that's a great idea. Although I think I'd still be a wee bit perturbed the fact that uh, there's not any beaten greets. You know, if it's just going to be a, a, a castle show and maybe a, an overlay of, of one of the, the rides and me, your merch and maybe some uh, cupcakes that they're going to make as well, I don't think that that's enough to actually warrant going just for a 20-minute show. I think if you've actually got there and you can meet and greet as it, they did before, as Jeff was saying, I know it takes a lot of your time out and a lot of folk will actually spend more time you know, going for maybe one or two characters but these are characters you don't see a lot you know, and it's one-offs so I think you're better with a picture like that than, rather than a 20 minute stage show I guess it's also too you know, like I said, if it's I first of all, Stephen, I agree with what you're saying about the amount of time that you have in the parks I know when Jen and I do our our 10-day trips where we've had our long like not just a day or two in the parks. We stay like on property for like 10 days, like about a 10th day. And we, you know, as much as we lucky that we go, we're kind of like, all right, we've kind of been there, done that. So I could totally see when you've got a family with you too, you're not going to drop, you know, a couple hundred hours or three, four, five hundred dollars on tickets to go for something that you've probably done already a couple of times during the week. So totally understand uh, with that. Uh, but you know, if, if any of these villains are like characters that you're like, like for example, like our own Dave Koch loves getting his picture with like every character out there. I think the price of admission for him might be worth it if there's somebody he hasn't got his picture with yet and you know he has the opportunity to do that so it all depends everybody's uh value uh experience is different value placed on it and uh you know if you're just looking to do a couple rides it might not be worth it but if you're going to do the rides the food and maybe get you know a meet and greet like you said Stephen, it might be worth it for you yeah yeah and it's it yeah it's all about timing for sure um, how much time can you budget, and then is it worth your time to to go later at night? Um, 
Last but not least, uh, the biggest news of the night, uh, Grapefruit Garage is officially open. That's right, I said it. It's officially open. Uh, so hashtag walk it off, uh, people. Um. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, were you the one tweeting out that like the worst fruit is the worst garage or something like that? Or did you retweet that? Because no. I, I, well, somebody tweeted that out there. I love grapefruit, right? So my poor, oh, grape, uh, yeah, I love grapefruit. My yeah. poor grapefruit gets no love. So yeah, no ruby red, man. That's, that's a, oh, Texas, a can't go wrong man. with it. So yeah, I'll park in a grapefruit garage. So whatever. <laughs> It was needed though, man. But but I, if I'm not mistaken, they did build those walkways across, right? So the skywalks. Yeah, Yeah, I mean that's that's good. That makes traffic move great. It makes getting getting there super easy. I mean that was the best thing they did was incorporate those skywalks into uh, you know into the the theming the design of the garages. Right. Yeah. Big time. Well, that's all the news and rumors I've got. So uh, if you guys want to transition to the the show topic we can yeah so i mean even though the, the news was the majority of it which it's a lot going on jeff so thanks for because i listen jeff follows news i follow jeff so and he just kind of fills me in on what's going on <laughs> so but we we did mention you know with steven you know living in europe and coming over for this trip he's coming for you know fortnight for you know over two weeks and myself like even this coming weekend i'll be going just for the day and staying the night with my wife um because we just you know we, there is a um a after hours annual pass holder event at Ep- no, it's a Magic Kingdom on this coming Sunday night. So we're going to be attending. Um, the differences between doing quick weekend trips or quick night trip and doing a long trip, and we just wanted to compare. You know, we know Steven's We're excited for Steven because you know we we talk all the time about us always going to Disney, and he never gets to go as much as we do. So we figured we would get Steven's opinions in on the differences between you know, you know, for example, me going on a short trip and him going on a long trip. So. Couple of things that I came up with, at least for the short trips. And Stephen, I'm going to read across some of the things that when I do my short trips that are different from what maybe you would possibly do yep. on a, a long trip. So let me know. So on a short trip, you know, when Jen and I are going for like a night or two nights, um, even though we're DVC uh, members, and Jeff, obviously jump in here too because you're a DVC member as well. If it affects how you, you know, how you plan your trips, but with us, sometimes when we're doing a short trip, our resort or hotel isn't that important to us. Now, I'm sure it's much different, Stephen, than when you're coming for um, two weeks. Am I am I correct? Yeah, I mean, I've done it all. I've stayed at a villa, I've stayed off-site, I've stayed on-site, stayed at a, a value resort at All-Star Sports. Uh, we're going to the Portland East Riverside this time. Uh, it's just a, it's a bed for the night, you know, but obviously... Port Orleans is just fantastic. It's a lovely, lovely resort, and it's a big take for people from the UK going there. But again, it's just a, a base to put your stuff down and head to the parks, because ultimately that's what you're there for. Now, Jeff, now, Jeff, when you're doing your short trips, like, I mean, do you put a lot of thought into where you're going to stay, or are you just kind of like, ah, whatever's cheapest, or do you really put a lot of thought you know, actually, it's the way around. So for the, the short trips, I've noticed uh, we've done a lot more of those in the last few years. Um, after the oldest one has grown up and left the nest, it's a lot cheaper for us to kind of hop over there with just three of us. Um, we actually will, will go upscale. Um, so um, I stayed at the Polynesian for the first time. I stayed at the Contemporary for the first time. Um, so it's, it's a it's a smaller pill to swallow, for, so it's kind of sampling that whole bucket list thing going around uh, trying different resorts 
Um, so we're kind of we kind of go at that approach. Wilderness Lodge. My do- daughter is a uh, an elite runner, so she's always having to do training. And Wilderness Lodge is right next to it. Really nice trails. Uh, so I mean, we'll do those kind of things. And so yeah, I get what you're saying. If I don't have DVC points, obviously I would try DVC points first. Um, secondary though is, is we just kind of use it as a excuse to kind of try out these uh, upper scale uh, deluxe resorts. I've been so, so the second, a of I'm sorry, recently, I've been looking at a couple of vlogs recently where people have actually just been resort hopping, you know, and just going round and get into the the lobbies, into the the lounges and stuff like that, taking a look at the restaurants, and I know we're there for a fortnight at a go, but I still feel as if our time is so spent obviously trying to get to the parks and do things like that rather than actually looking around you know the other resorts but some of the resorts are fantastic you know and to actually spend a day and, and do that just jump on the bus and go to a, a resort or jump in the monorail and do the, the three monorail resorts and just to go in and actually take a look around would be really good but having the, the time to do that when you're only there for like two weeks every two years, three years, whereas if you go down like every couple of, couple of months, or if Dave, did, he actually goes back to New York every couple of months because he seems to spend all his time <laughs> down there. You can do these things. You can go around the other resorts and actually see and take time out and actually, or as Jeff was saying, stay at other resorts and actually take that in. But once we go as a base. You stick everything down and you just get to the parks, you know. So I'm jealous sometimes. Obviously, when you're you're saying, "Oh, I've stayed at this resort, stayed at this resort, I've eaten in this uh, restaurant, or been to this lounge," it, it sounds great. But uh, getting there and getting back and taking time out of your day to actually do all these things is is quite heart wrenching when you're only there for so little time. And and Stephen, you pretty much kind of segued into my next thing that um that like when we do short trips we kind of tend to look into more than when we do our longer trips our longer trips are usually more uh scheduled out with park time and like we want to hit this park in the morning and this park in the afternoon when we do our short trips we kind of mix it up a little bit like for example we're going to go to the magic kingdom after hours for annual pass holders on sunday night but we're gonna get there like in probably late morning in the you know maybe early afternoon so some of the things that we do differently on short trips that maybe Stephen, you maybe wouldn't do as much because maybe we want a little more park time. Is we try to schedule other activities, you know, pontoon boating, resort hopping, like you just said before, mini golf, uh, maybe catching nine holes of regular golf in there, um, doing activities at other resorts that we normally wouldn't do on our longer trip when we we're scheduling our park time. Um, that's one of the things that you know we like to try to do something different on shorter trips. It's like, hey, let's go over to x resort and do this or like hey let's you know before we go over to the magic kingdom you know for the after hours event let's uh let's go over and rent a pontoon boat in the afternoon and hang out by one of the pools or wherever we're staying at so we kind of incorporate different activities into uh what we normally wouldn't do in like a a regimented scheduled longer trip now i don't know if it's different because you have so many days steven but um that's kind of what we do uh what do you guys think about with maybe doing some different kinds of activities when you have a shorter amount of time I've been for a week before, and again, it is fitting things in, but I've also been for three weeks, you know, when I I stayed off-site, and I feel as if the the longer they're there, obviously, sounds a bit stupid, but the longer you're there, 
the more you can actually fit in. You know, you can actually go and do mini golf. You can go uh, when we were staying off site. You can go to uh, International Drive and do a lot of the stuff up there. You know, you can go to Sea World or Bush Gardens. There's that many different things that you can actually do. There's but, no leaving the bubble, Stephen. All right, you're leaving no, the bubble is, right this now. Is it. This is it. I mean, <laughs> you know, the last the last three or four times we've been, we've not taken a car. You know, which obviously is a big drain on our expenses, obviously higher in the car. And then obviously now they're talking about, you know, you're having to pay for your parking as well. So you've got to actually weigh that up in relation to what hotel you're staying in and in relation to, you know, paying for a car. So if you actually stay off-site, it's comparable or nearly comparable to actually staying on-site but using the transportation. You know, so... And you've got to take all these sort of things into consideration as well, but I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't be adverse to staying off-site again because I feel as if you stay off-site, there's that many other things you can actually do, uh, even if you are there for two weeks. Whereas I think if you're in the bubble, as you say, for a full fortnight, even taking a couple of days out to go to Universal when you're there, uh, it, you've still got loads of things to do at Disney. I mean, obviously with their tiering of their fast passes as well. You know, if you want to go and do Navi River Journey or go and do Flight of Passage, you've got to go two days or queue up for it, you know, to get your fast passes. Uh, so I just feel as if the more and more they're putting into the parks, the less you can actually do out with the parks, if you get what I mean. Jeff? Yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, we, we've done literally dozens of uh, week-long trips, but we, we could have only, uh, we've only done, oh, probably four of the two-week-long varieties, um, full-on two weeks, and I, I really cherish those times <laughs> when we were able to, to pull off doing a two-week trip. Uh, they, they give you a lot of more time to slow it down, uh, so you can have kind of a, a wind-down time. Um, Whereas the week-long trips, we don't even feel like we can slow down. I, we might take a half day off or something, but it seems like we just keep going, going, going um, anymore these days. Uh, the two-week trip uh, lends itself to being uh, more relaxed, uh, more like a, an all-inclusive, maybe Mexican-type resort, uh, beach resort trip. Uh, we like those too, but you, for a two-week-long trip, you can kind of squeeze the downtime in and uh, just force yourself to kind of unwind and relax. Uh, but as Disney Parks fans, you know we're <laughs> go back, us three especially, I mean, we're just you know what? very go, go, go people. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you know when you're going to get back again, you know, if you're saying you got a week here and then maybe the following month or two months later, you got another week there, you can actually schedule, right, okay, we did flight of passes last time, we're not going to do that this time. Or we've done Slinky Dog. You know, whereas we've got to sort of fit everything in, you know, right at the same time. Whereas I think if you had a week off here and a week off a couple of months later and then a week off and maybe go maybe four or five times, you know, over the period of a year, I feel as if you can maybe do a, a lot more there because you're not as pressured to get in all these other rides or attractions, you know, into the time, you know, one full two-week holiday. Yeah, you're right. It does it, it does help uh, for sure if you know you're going to come back uh, within a few months or so. And speaking of like you know 
that and that's what happens with the with the shorter trips is uh you know Jen and I will know like hey we're going to be back for our long trip or for a run Disney weekend or or there'll be another event going on or we'll meet up with some friends down there. So that's one of the things I had on my list as well is when we do our short trips is that we do mostly a rolling fast pass where we'll just pick at the very last minute and just kind of roll with it. Uh, we'll pick a couple things and even if they're not any good, we'll let them expire and we'll just kind of see what it goes. And we don't really care about um, what we have scheduled for that day. Everything's kind of like a bonus, like, okay, whatever it is, is, if not, we'll go over here. If this is too long, we'll go over here. So maybe compared to a longer trip where maybe Steven is, you know, regimenting, you know, he's planning all of his you know, fast passes and what he's doing each day. When we go for a day or two, we're just kind of like, eh, whatever it is, it is. We're just going to kind of like just wing it and go with it. So, uh, Stephen, is that something that you guys maybe would not do because your time is so valuable? Even with the length of stay you're going to be there, you kind of want to schedule your fast passes, not just kind of wing it? Look, 180 days out, you do your ADRs. 60 days out, you do your fast passes. That was it. You're, you're online 12 o'clock over here. You know, to do these things, and because if, if you don't get them, the chances of getting the rides that you want, especially the big hitters, you're not going to get. And and I mean, a lot of folks say they'll just wing it. Uh, Jillian's friends has just been for her honeymoon, and they were up for a fortnight. They only took hand luggage with them, you know, for a fortnight's holiday, and never did any fast passes until they actually got to the parks. But I couldn't do that. I mean, I think. The amount of things that are actually on that you wish to do and try and get fit into your holiday. I mean, I've got spreadsheets everywhere, you know, ADRs, you know, I've got spreadsheets for the, the fast passes and when you're going to go. And I know it's on my Disney Express and my Disney experience, but you sort of schedule it so that you know you're doing that one day and you're maybe going back to uh, Hollywood Studios. You know, again, you know, in maybe seven days' time, so instead you'll do Slinky Dog the first day and you'll do Alien Spilling, Spilling Saucers the next time as they're both first first tier fast passes. So you actually have to plan out a hell of a lot more than if you would be if you were just maybe there for, for a week, you know, just as a relaxing holiday. I mean, this is not a relaxing holiday, you know, by any means for anybody coming from the UK. Uh, there may be about a down day here or there, but you get four parks, you get two in Universal. It's full on, you know, uh, because as I said earlier on, your 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 big hitters, your two, three first tier fast passes to actually get these things, and you, unless you're going to queue, you have to get the fast passes for. I mean, like we've done Everest, I've never ever seen the full queue at Everest. You know, because it's always been fast passes. The same way, flight of passage. Never, I've only been on that one straight enough. But I'd rather have a pass pass and maybe wait twenty, thirty minutes to get into it, rather than wait three hours and go through the queue and take in the full experience. And folk will maybe say, "Well, that that's not taking any full experience of the, of the ride." But I'd rather do half an hour waiting rather than three hours, regardless of what it was. You know, you can see these things online. You know, you can actually see the, you know, different rides and folk going through that. I don't really have to experience that if it takes, I mean, three, three hours. You know, maybe talking about a quarter of the day is taking on it, just waiting in one ride, just so you can maybe see the queue experience. So it is full on in relation to, you know, putting it down on paper, knowing what you're going to be doing each day. And, I mean, I speak to folk in the work that says I couldn't do a holiday like that. I couldn't do a holiday that was so regimented. 
And I'd say, well, unfortunately, I don't think Disney is a holiday that you can actually do on the cuff. Well, I think if, you, if you're definitely doing a two week trip, they definitely uh, put you in the corner and make you <laughs> you make you want to schedule your things. Yeah. Jeff, do you do you have a similar uh, attitude even with your week trips, where you you feel like you need to make your fast passes like Stephen does, or will you kind of wing it like like a oh. like a Jen and I will do it like on a one or two day trip? <laughs> oh no, <laughs> for our week long trip, we got the spreadsheets and the yeah, we we go all in. They're waking up early to get your fast passes. Yeah, we 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 do pretty much do the same same kind of thing. Um, for the weekend trips, we'll even try to do that. Uh, I I understand you're you're semi local, being at Daytona, so I know you're gonna do. Uh, and you love the environment. You love to just chill. And, oh, absolutely. And, now, don't get me yeah. wrong, Jeff and Steve. Like when we do our like our long trips, we have the spreadsheet too. So yeah. I mean, we have that as well, but <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, because there's not just I guess three of us now. My, my if you factor in my daughter and her boyfriend, there's five of us. So it starts becoming complicated and now. And then if you fast forward to my, uh, usually we're going down there with friends or family. We're we're kind of like the tour guides. <laughs> We factor in extended family and friends. You can be, you know, double digits real quick, and then, and then we're kind of scheduling all that stuff around. So, um, yeah, no, the week long trips are still the same kind of deal. Um, w- the weekend trips are interesting because they're, they're you can almost, and I think, to my detriment, <laughs> I've kind of torn my family down doing this kind of stuff in the last two years. But, um, but. You pretty much uh, accept you're not going to do much sleeping. <laughs> um, at least, at least we don't, you know. So you it's sleep like on the plane going home. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So What's you sleep when you get home. You know, what's the point? Right, you're, you're not there to sleep. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's almost like uh, you know Disney World. It's is uh, our Vegas, you know, so to speak. But uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, it's <laughs> but. Uh, but the, these these weekend trips are, are it, it ever as much just as exhausting as, as a week long trip, and we usually have to have a um, you know a couple weekends to recover from our just one weekend three day weekend trip at Disney World. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you, usually the shorter trips. A weekend I, trip though, you know, obviously with the crowds, you know, is it not even more? I mean, obviously sometimes you can take a we can take a, a day off, maybe a Saturday or a Sunday. Because we know the locals are going to be there, and and uh, folk within driving distance are going to be there. Is it no more difficult, if, obviously, if you go at the weekend to sort of schedule these things as well, especially if you've only got a couple of days? I mean, I I think it is sometimes, but I think when you're a local, Stephen, you kind of plan like you'll, like for example, if it's the fall, you might stay away from food and wine if you like yeah. don't want to do that. But yeah, we're going to stay away from food and wine. Like I know as a quasi local. And anybody who lives in, in Central Florida will tell you, you know, food and wine on the weekends is ridiculous. I mean, like, so I, I don't even attempt it on Saturday and Sundays. Um, so, I mean, you just kind of alter your plans because you're able to do that because you're not, you don't have that one experience like you have every couple of years where it's just like, yep, we don't need to do that now. We'll go do something else. We'll go to Disney Springs. We'll kind of wing it, you know. So that's kind of like, and just into 
piggyback off of what Jeff said as well, when you do those short weekend trips, I feel that even though we kind of wing, we kind of wing it, I feel like you hit the ground running a lot harder on a weekend trip because your time is so short compared to a longer trip where you're just like, okay, let's go get checked in. Let's get settled. Let's put our bags away. When you're on a weekend trip, it's like backpack thrown in the car. Let's just go drive right to a park. Let's go. You know, I feel like that's kind of like a difference uh, between the two. That's why you're so much more exhausted after a weekend trip or a short trip than you are yeah. a longer trip. But one of the, the couple of things we're kind of running a little short on time. So I just wanted to kind of throw these couple in together and get your guys thoughts on them. Um, one thing, and Stephen, you have mentioned it too, is uh, 180 days for your dining. Uh, when we do our uh, short weekend trips, you know, 80 yard dining is optional. Jen and I will kind of like, we'll see what's available that day. Sometimes you'll get the cancellations within 24 hours. Something great will pop up last minute. Um, we have low expectations of like the dining. So we're just like, we just do a quick service. So like having certain meals that we have to eat at Ohana, we have to eat at California grill though. We don't have those expectations, uh, on a short weekend trip. Um, we might spend a little more time at Disney Springs on a short weekend trip more than what we would normally do if we're like doing a lot of part time on a longer trip. And I just touched on this. Uh, finally, when you have a shorter trip, uh, Jeff, I don't know if this if you have this kind of similar uh, view on things, but I have low expectations of what I see and do in the parks on a short trip. Oh, yeah. yeah I have sure. I have no, you know, if there's always I want to do certain things like I want to go ride Space Mountain. If I could do it, great. If it's if I don't, it's not the end of the world. Um, like I said, I'm lucky to go a lot. Um, so I really have low expectations of what I see and do. I'll usually meet up with friends a lot more or people that we know are like you said, Jeff, be the tour guide. <laughs> on yeah. those weekend trips so when i go to the parks so i'm like if i don't see something like yeah it's okay it's not a big deal because i went in like everything's kind of a bonus i'm lucky just to even be here for a day or two um right. so that's kind of like what i think maybe a shorter trip compared to a longer trip like what steven has steven's going to have expectations he's planned his trip six months out he's hasn't been here in a couple of years um you know he wants to hit as much as he can for me this coming weekend i'm like everything's a bonus i mean really honestly if i could ride space mountain once i'm happy that's pretty much what my goal yeah. is this weekend. So your guys' thoughts on the, on the final, those final things, uh, you know, short trips compared to long trips. Yeah, they both have their own merit. Um, I will say this. Uh, I agree with the ADR. We're not huge, big uh, table service uh, kind of people. We, we're really, uh, especially like you said, you're, you're at Disney. You're having fun just, just being there. So we, we, we're just as much fun doing a quick service as anything else. But for the many many times we have a, a lot of success with if you just approach a really high end restaurant as a uh, actual theme park opening so if you rope drop for instance um, you know uh, Morimoto's we rope drop Morimoto's right when they open eleven o'clock walk right in sit down eat you know so uh, if you take the all these really nice high end places uh, the, with that kind of perspective you know, you can still probably get in a lot of them but. Uh, no, I mean they both have their own merit. Um, and poor Stephen, he probably didn't—he <laughs> didn't get the option of of, of sampling the uh, <laughs> quick weekend trip. Uh, maybe we can talk <laughs> him into moving over here. <laughs> it's only like, what, a six-hour flight, Stephen. Come on, you know. Ah, it's only nine hours. That's all right. <laughs> That's nine-hour flight. I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah. a six-hour difference. I know that, but. Uh, uh, but. Like what you were saying, it's meeting up with friends and stuff like that, you know. And, and I know, obviously, you know, when you go, that you're saying, Oh, I'll meet up with, you know, Jeff, or I'll meet up with uh, Tim and, and Dave, and we'll go to a, a lounge and just sit about there for a couple of hours having a drink, you know. I'll, that sounds great, 
you know, if you're there all the time, but two hours at your day <laughs> is a big, big to ask. I mean, obviously you're saying about the ADRs as well. We're not big ADR folk. Obviously, this year is my 50th birthday, so we wanted to do something special for that. Uh, so we wanted to get in, obviously, to get, you know, what we wanted. is Jillian's birthday the day after mine, so we wanted to try and get Ohana, uh, which we did do, and then we sort of cheers it to Beer Garden. Uh, but we've now changed that back to Spirit Aloha for uh, her birthday. So we couldn't get Ohana any of the times that we actually tried, you know, right the way throughout the two weeks, so I don't know what's happened there. Uh, but I just feel that if you're there a lot of the time and you can't actually go there, you know, for weekend trips or like week trips, I feel as if you're enhancing your, your holiday and your experience a lot more than maybe, you know, going every two years because you can actually fit in a lot more. You know, you can go and have a meal at one of the other big restaurants. You can go and, you know, go to a couple of lounges that are maybe, you know, that somebody's recommended to you. You know, you can meet up with friends and just sort of hang out rather than actually going hell for leather. Right, we've got to go at this time. We've got to go at this time for this fast pass. We've got to do this for the parade. You know, if you miss a parade, to both of you, you know, it's not going to be the end of the world. You know, and unless obviously it's one of these ones that's a special one. But, I mean, the parade's going to be the same six months down the line than it would be if, you saw it then, you know. So if you decide, right, okay, I'm not going, I'm not going to see the parade this time, you know, I'm not going to see the fireworks. Six months down the line, it's going to be the same fireworks. It's <laughs> going to be the same parade, you know. So, uh, whereas we're just talking there later <laughs> I, on about, you know, I love uh, your, I love your, you know, it's, it's changing I, I agree with as you well. Steve, you know, so we'll miss that. Yeah, yeah, I get, I agree with your your uh, philosophy, except. You guys better not miss Illuminations this trip because no, that's for sure. It's not coming back. No, <laughs> no. I, and speaking of Illuminations, things, I I plan on being there for that last night still. So, yeah. ah, you were saying it was during the week as well, you know, which is going to be a a bit of a stretch for a lot of folk. Been the last show. Yeah. So that's pretty much, uh, you know, it's going to be fun that, you know, we, we had this discussion about, you know, weekend trips and long trips. And, you know, when I go head down to Walt Disney World, when Steven's down there, I'm going to be experiencing one of those short weekend trips while Steven experiences his long trips. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's going to be, uh, fun to see it. It'd be fun to see it in person, but, uh, I'm right. definitely looking forward to, to that trip. And for the other Mickey dudes that won't be there with us, we're definitely going to miss you guys, but, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a good time. So, uh, a lot of Mickey dudes down in, in the world lately, it's going to be, uh, <laughs> it's gonna, it's, gonna, it's gonna be fun, but Jeff, that's all I got uh, for tonight's show. Uh, do you guys, uh, you or Steve, have anything else to add before we uh, we wrap up tonight? No, I just I'm really looking forward to to meeting uh, people I've not met before. I met Jeff the last time I was there, uh, which was great. Uh, it was really a good time, uh, and Dave, yeah. Dave and Chuck, you know. So meeting Tim and yourself, Joe, uh, this time uh, it'll be great. You know, I, I'm picking you off one at a time. That's it. We'll be talking about Tron the whole time. Tron and uh, English Premier Soccer, probably. So, (laughs) well, we'll we'll, we'll we'll share a pint at the same time. So, Mm -hmm. beautiful. So, 
Well, that's uh, that's gonna do it for tonight's show. Uh, you guys want to tell everybody uh, where you could find us on the uh, everybody on the interwebs, especially with all of our trips coming up. Make sure you guys follow all of us. I know uh, Pat and Dave and Chuckles have been posting a lot of good content from their time in the parks. Jeff always posts great stuff. Uh, so if you're not following Jeff, make sure you follow him. Uh, you know, he'll give you the news, and Jeff's always done it all the time. So, uh, so where can you guys be uh, found so everybody can start following us? At Braindead92 on Twitter and Braindew, B-R-A-I-N-D-E-W on Instagram. Mr. Stephen Maxwell, what about you? Yeah, you can get me on SJM Disney on Twitter and Stephen Maxwell on Facebook. And Jeff, where can everybody find us on our uh, podcast handles? Because Twitter, uh, it's at the Mickey Dudes, um, and Instagram, it's the Mickey Dudes podcast, and that same goes for Facebook. And you would think that after this is what my third or fourth show I've hosted, I would have written these things down by now, and I still <laughs> never forget. So just search the Mickey Dudes, look for our cool little logo, and uh, and you'll find us. So uh, you can find me on Twitter at JoeQuat. You can find me also on uh, the DVC Roundtable Show at ResortLoop.com, and also on the Disney Dads podcast coming up with my buddy Justin Suter. I'm going to be a guest host over there. Uh, talking a little bit of Epcot uh, coming up on his show. So uh, check us out over there. Make sure you follow all of us on Twitter. Uh, we got a lot of trips coming up, so we'll be posting some good content on there. And uh, f- uh, besides that, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, everybody uh, have a magical evening. listen to another exciting episode at the mickey dudes podcast you can find the mickey dudes on facebook at the mickey dudes podcast and on twitter at the mickey dudes if you enjoyed our podcast please share the love on stitcher or itunes thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon